It may be that you are seeing your child struggle. There's something hard and you want to help out, but you know that no matter how much you pour into that child or try to solve the problem, it's not enough. In that situation, then where do you turn for help? Well, I'm John Fuller, along with our Vice President of Parenting, Dr. Danny Huerta, and I turn to Danny uh, for help. Uh, But right now, let's go ahead and hear from Jim Daly. He and I had the opportunity to speak with Rhonda Stoppe, and she shared very candidly about some of the ways that she's struggled as a mom and how God has carried her through those difficult times. Rhonda, I was really intrigued by your observations about King David's mom. We normally don't, you know, we think of King David. I had As never a guy, thought I'm about thinking it. of King David. Yeah. You don't think about his mom. What caught your attention about the kind of mom King David must have had? Okay, the first thing is her name is not mentioned in the Bible. I mean, I'm like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> she raised David, King David, and she doesn't get a shout out with her name. But what I love about the story of King David is, you know, we know the story when he was going to fight the giant. And he goes to Saul and he says, I'll fight him. I'll fight him right now. He's like a 17-year-old. When God gets a hold of a teenager's heart. Yeah, yeah. But when God gets a hold of a teenager's heart, right? And Satan knows that. And he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And we get to be the the mother in there that guards guards them and guides them. But he tells Saul, God gave me victory over a lion and he gave me victory over a bear. I know he will give me victory over this giant. (laughs) Time out. This is a teenager. When did this little boy fight a lion and a bear? When he was protecting his father's sheep on a hillside. Now, I got to tell you, if Brandon came home and said, hey, dad, the most amazing thing happened at work today. God gave me the strength to fight with my bare hands, a lion. And then the next day, a bear. I'd be like, awesome. And then when Brandon left the room, I'd say, he don't work for you no more. (laughs) Find somebody else. Maybe he's working at Yellowstone. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Because we want to protect our sons. When, When we have to step back and realize this. God sent that lion and God sent that bear Mm. because God knew the giant that David was going to fight one day. And he needed to prepare this young man to fight a giant with faith in God doing it through him. We jump in and try to protect our kids. We try to, you know, not let any bad circumstances occur. Or if it does, we question, God, why would you let this happen? And when God doesn't answer, oftentimes we walk away. I think of uh, the story that I tell in Moms Raising Sons to Be Men about the battle that my son Brandon had. Uh, We had planted a church in Lakeway, Austin, Texas, and Steve was out of town and Brandon had a severe seizure and uh, he had to be hospitalized. It was a 28 minute seizure. And I didn't know he had anything wrong with him. It was just out of the blue. They did uh, EEGs on his brain. And this is an interesting little side note that I love to tell. They did a sleep study those little things glued to his head. And I went over and I kissed him on the temple while he was sleeping. And the tech circled with pen on the paper readout and wrote mom's kiss. And she said, they know you're kissing them when they're sleeping. And Brandon was like six years old then. I kissed on all my junior hires when they were asleep. I'd go, you love mama. Mama loves you. (laughs) Their brain registers that you're loving on them. Okay. So Brandon was diagnosed with severe seizure activity. Okay. That was devastating. And he had to be medicated heavily. Whenever he grew he would have seizures. And so what happened to our bright, articulate little boy was he became so heavily medicated so that he wouldn't have seizures that they put him on special ed at school. Mm -hmm. That just pierces your heart, you know, when the administrator says it so flippantly. But as Brandon was having these seizures, uh, we kind of got it under control with medication for a while. And then one night, he missed one dose of medicine. We had to take it three times a day. I thought Steve gave it to him. Steve thought I did. And he had a severe seizure that night. Oh, my goodness. 
And this was after four years of medication. And this really changed his personality. The rest of the Stoppy family is kind of crazy. And Brandon's the cool, kind of easygoing kid. But it was during that years of forming his personality that he was heavily medicated. I was coaching cheerleading at a high school in Lakeway at that time, which is if you've ever been to a Texas football game, you understand what that means. And we had expected Brandon to, you know, hit one out of the park or run one down the field and hear the crown glory in our son's accomplishments as an athlete. And he didn't even want to play sports. Yeah. But what we found was while we were planting this church, we had praise band practice in our home. And Brandon would sit behind the different musicians and he could just play. And this kid is so talented musically. But one day he had this severe seizure and we had kids coming to Christ, 200 teenagers in our house every Wednesday night. They trashed it. And I went in my room and I wept at the foot of my bed. And I said, I told God, I quit. I'm done. We're serving you. We're leading these kids to Christ and you can't heal my son. And then in a moment, if you've hidden God's word in your heart, you won't sin against him. When you're ready to walk, his word will speak to your heart. And in the stillness and quietness of my mind, I heard in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And I wish I would have said, okay, but I didn't. I said, I have no idea how any good can come of this. I don't know how to say thank you, but I will say thank you with my lips and I will leave it for you to change my heart because I'm ready to walk. Mm. But God calls us to obey because it's what he calls us to do, not because we feel it. And as I said, thank you with my lips. And as I chose to think on what was good, eventually we started noticing this amazing musician emerge out of our son, Brandon. And I would have raised an arrogant little athlete. I wanted to hear the crowd glory in my son's accomplishments. God got me out of the way, that helicopter mom, the one that would have, you know, mad because the lion and the bear came. But God sent that because he was molding my son's character. And God said, I don't want to bring the cloud, crowd to glory in your son's accomplishments. I'm going to use Brandon. I'm going to raise him up to bring the crowd to glory in my son's accomplishments through worship. Mm. And my son, Brandon, has has grown up and he's he serves the Lord as a musician and he leads worship at a church in Southern California and he's toured with some amazing Christian bands. But what if I had walked? Mom, if you're listening right now and you're in a difficult situation, we've been in ministry long enough that we've seen moms walk away when God lets them down. When that lion and that bear comes and you're like, if you're a good God, how could you? How would you? Isn't that the sin that the serpent betrayed and hmm. deceived Eve by questioning God's goodness. If God were good, he would let you have this fruit. But what happens, I've seen it over and over, is moms walk away, dads do too, because if God loved my kid, he wouldn't let this, whatever that circumstance is. But if we're truly his, we will come back. Wow, what a story from Rhonda Stoppy about how God took this difficult circumstance and uh, ongoing situation and turned it into something good. Danny, encourage those parents who feel like, I am ready to quit. It's just not what I signed up for. It's too hard. I don't see any hope here. Mm, that's a, it's a hard one because we, we can't control the future. And, uh, but there's so many opportunities for good things to happen. And sometimes when things seem grim, we, we, we serve a God that's a God of slim chances, no chances, the impossible someone told me recently they're addicted to the miraculous oh and uh, like that's from that. a from a christian point of view i love that perspective are we open to the miraculous in our lives do we want to see it are we ready for it and uh, yes what a powerful story from Rhonda. I, I do think of many stories that seemed absolutely broken and shattered 
that ended up being put together in ways that were unexpected. Hmm. But it takes two people committed to it. And if you're in prayer and you're praying for reconciliation, restoration of a moment, right now you're feeling hopeless. I want to tell you, as you pray, prayer does work in the sense that you are in conversation with a Heavenly Father who cares deeply for your child. Now you have to sit back patiently, listen, and then be engaged in those conversations potentially with your kid. When those open up, your adult son, daughter, or teenage, or preteen, daughter, son, take those moments as invitations to just connect and be present with your child instead of trying to control where it's supposed to go. And just like things can turn bad, they can turn good. Remember mm-hmm. that. Because a lot of times when things turn good, we go, oh, but the disappointment's just around the corner. Well, you know what? When things turn bad, the good is just around the corner. Mm-hmm. Let that be fair between those two things. So you, you, if you're always on the roof, you'll get a sunburn. But if you're always in the basement, you'll, you won't get some sun. And so you got you to be in those middle floors of the house where you're dealing with the day-to-day, knowing that God is really responding to what is there, and this is an opportunity to develop resiliency and depth to the relationship that you have with your child. And I will tell you, many times things unfold down the road like you didn't expect. Uh, All you need to do is really remain faithful in loving your child and connecting with God. Well, I was going to say, yeah, the resilient and rich relationship with God might be all you can see right now. So pursue that and and entrust that child to God and see what happens. I want to just mm-hmm. amen what you said there, Danny. I really appreciate that Well, John, one thing here is accepting what is there is one of the hardest things to do. That's a great starting point. Okay, this is what's happening. I'm going to embrace that, and now, then, then it's the now what. Yeah. What can I do? And that's pray, love my child, embrace those things, and let the other pieces fall into place. Good stuff. Well, if you're in a place where you need encouragement and you don't know where to reach out, uh, call us here. We have Caring Christian Counselors. Our number is 800, the letter A in the word family, and we'll make the link available to you in the show notes as well to connect with one of those counselors. Um, We strongly recommend getting Rhonda's book, Moms Raising Sons to Be Men, and we're making that available for a gift of any amount to the ministry. Help us help others. Pay it forward if you can. Uh, support the ministry of Focus on the Family so we can continue making podcasts and resources available to parents literally across the globe who need uh, the, the hope of Christ. So you can see the show notes to find the link to donate and to get the book and to find other resources as well. In fact, one more item, if I may, uh, we have an article called A Mother's Influence. It ties really nicely with what Rhonda was sharing. And so uh, look for that link in the show notes, too. Well, next time, uh, Mylan and Kay Yurkovich discuss how to talk through struggles with your child. And uh, for now, I'm John Fuller. And on behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire staff, thanks for joining us today for the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.